If I told you that a belief, one simple idea was holding you back, how would you react to that? Well, that is the truth about our self-concepts. In the last episode on this three-part series, I talked about how the self-concept affects what we can and cannot manifest or make certain in our lives. And in this episode, I'm going to unpack easy, practical ways that you can upgrade your self-concept. Now, to start with, it's really true. Self-concept is just programming. It is just an idea. It is nothing more. And when you start realizing like, wow, there's all these things I'm not doing, not experiencing, not achieving because of an idea. I want to know how to change that idea. And this is a question that I asked myself a lot earlier in my journey, and I continue to ask myself every single day, how can I continue to upgrade my self-concept? And I've learned from my experiences, the results that it's so worth it, how wonderfully things change. I mentioned the tar pit in the last episode. It's like freeing yourself from a tar pit. So I want to talk about practical ways that you can do this in your own life. Starting today, please start today. Now, at one point in time, I was at the gym doing crunches like a crazy woman because I was working on my abs. And a trainer kind of looked at me like with that knowing look. And he said, you know, your core involves your front and your back muscles too. So you got to work them both together in order to get the results that you're looking for. Well, I didn't know. I was so grateful to him for telling me about this. And it totally changed how I approached that. And I think the same idea holds true when we're talking about how to upgrade our self-concept. A lot of people just want to go to the limiting beliefs, and that is huge. And we're going to talk about that here. And yes, our programming that we get in our early childhood, 70% of it does not serve us. Those are the limiting beliefs that are creating your self-concept that is holding you back. For sure, you want to work on that. But also, an element that I found where I really started making the biggest headway in my self-concept, and you're not going to believe why this is so important, was shadow work. And I know a lot of people, and I initially was like, oh, no, 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 just going to focus on the good stuff. I'll be over here (laughs) getting awesome, right? I didn't want to focus on the shadow work. But then when I did, I really started to have even more exponential breakthroughs, things showing up, evidence of, making certain the kind of experiences that I do want to have in life, relationships, opportunities, feelings. And the reason I mentioned this is so interesting is because When we have the courage to look at our shadow side and to start healing that, bringing out out into the light, that in and of itself is a powerful upgrade to your self-concept. Because you know what you're saying to yourself? I'm not operating on fear any longer. I'm going to bring this out into the light. I'm going to have the courage to face it. And then you usually find out, ah, (laughs) it's like I was afraid of a boogeyman under the bed that wasn't really there. I was just making it up in my head. And this is even more courage, more self-confidence, all of these wonderful things. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic, I think, of the shadow work. And since I'm talking about shadow work, I'm just going to keep going with that and I'll come back to the limiting beliefs. And I noticed an interesting experience I had in myself in my life that I think everybody will probably have to some degree. Like all things of this discovery process on this life journey that we're on, it's never ending. It's always unfolding. It's like peeling the layers of an onion, right? And for me, I had a really big breakthrough when I started working on judgment. I realized, oh, this is just a conditioned habit. 
it's being done to me. I see it in the media. I do it to other people. My thoughts are going to this judgment and everything, and I'm applying these judgments to myself. So I started working really hard on being less judgmental, more accepting, more compassionate, letting go, right? And I thought, oh man, I'm, I'm doing it. I am seriously doing it. This is amazing. And then what I noticed was I was judging people for judging. And I was like, oh God, the Achilles heel <laughs> coming up right here. And as you can see, I'm laughing because that was literally the response. Because I do these things, I gamify it. I make it fun. I see the positive result that it has in my life. I was able to say, okay, that's a thing. You know, peeling back that layer now, judging people for judging, <laughs> doing it. And so as you do this, you know, just recognize that there's all these layers, make it fun. Um, don't be afraid of your shadow side. I had a friend recently, I made some sort of crack, like as a friend that I loved her through her shadow side. And she was like, oh, that sounds evil. And then I remembered, oh, I remember when I felt that way too, right? That I was afraid of it. And please don't be that, that feel that way because it is so empowering. I think, um, Probably to the extent that as if you were to do, say, shadow work first, that the limiting beliefs vaporize with that and you start realizing they were all just ideas. It's all so crazy, but here I am doing this. And so now I want to come back to limiting beliefs, though, because I know a lot of people like that. I definitely have done a lot of work on limiting beliefs. These usually come from your childhood. So what I like to do is I look at a place in my life where I keep having the same pattern over and over again. Like I'm trying, I'm <laughs> doing all of these things. And yet I keep having the similar results in that same basic area. And I say, okay, what limiting beliefs do I really have honestly about myself, my worthiness, my ability to do something, right? Because it's almost always related to worthiness. We might even disguise it as, oh, I can't do that. Or I just don't have the skills or I don't have the money to get trained in that. But underneath of it, I found for myself, and I think that you will as well, that it's it's usually worthiness. And so then get really clear, as clear as you can on that. And then say, well, where did that come from? And you can usually also see really clearly, I'll give you an example in a minute, exactly where that came from. And then is it true? Do I want it to continue to be true? And all of these levels of awareness, it's just like, vaporizing the belief, the self-concept in and of itself, but it also gives you so many tangible tools that you can work on. So I wanted to give a great example. A couple of, well, it was only maybe a year ago, actually. I was listening to Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who I highly recommend. I really enjoy his work. And he was talking about the story that you are committed to. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, started thinking, well, what kind of stories, this self-concept, your narrative, your story, what kind of stories am I really committed to in my heart that don't serve me, that are tied to a self-concept that I no longer want to live from or be limited by? And what I realized was that it was the underdog story, right? I can take lemons and make lemonade. Everybody who knows me will tell you this. And, but I realized that it really become part of my self-concept. And I looked at my family and my upbringing, you know, the whole family is like the underdog story, but never excelling past the underdog experience, never really moving into like, oh, now we take our wisdom, we take our skills and we up-level it and we do more good things easily. It never gets there, right? It's always trapped in this underdog cycle. So in looking at that and identifying where it came from, I was able to then say, oh, okay. And no, that's not true. In fact, I can bring my most good to myself, to my family, my kids, 
the world, the things that I do, when I move beyond that, when I start recognizing that the wisdom I gained gained during the underdog experience is what qualifies me to help at a little bit higher of a level, even if I'm just helping myself, right? Or to perform at a higher level. So my self-concept was that I'm the underdog and I kept repeating the underdog pattern. However, when I recognized that and I started looking at, say, conversations that I was having in my own life, am I telling the underdog story? What different story do I want to tell, both to people when I'm talking to them and to myself? And to that end, in addition to doing the shadow work, looking for limiting beliefs, asking yourself where to come from, is it true? Look at your language patterns. This is a huge area where we were, we are all the time creating and or reinforcing our self-concept. And it could be also a place where you can expand your self-concept, literally start telling a different story. So there are a bunch of practical everyday tools that you can use to upgrade your self-concept. Go out in your life and put it into practice.